people of my parents' generation will know where they were and what they were doing when they heard the news of the assassination of JFK. Those of us of a more recent generation could recall where we were and what we were doing when we heard the news of the death of John Paul II. And I dare say every single one of us can testify to where we were and what we were doing when we heard the news of the death of Queen Elizabeth II and heard for the first time in certainly most of our lives the proclamation, God save the King. But when it came to the proclamation of the first saint on the day that he died, not many people were around to hear that. Hey, welcome friends to Sipping on the Sabbath. I'm Father Allen coming to you today from the library at St. Timothy's Parish Ministry Centre here in Toronto, where I'm spending some time visiting with my Companions of the Cross brothers and also doing some ministry over at the Catholic Chaplaincy at York University. So thumbs up to my new friends here in Toronto that I have met over the last couple of days. I can testify that the Lord is definitely on the move. People are hearing the Lord's call and they're coming back to him. So praise God for all that. Funerals of world leaders, be they prime ministers, presidents, popes, monarchs, are characterized by pomp, circumstance, military precision, processions, patriotism, times of remembrance. But the proclamation again of the first saint was instead a very low-key event, but a much more important event. The loyal few who were there, Mary, John, the other Marys, at the foot of the cross, staying faithful to Jesus on that good Friday, they were the first to hear his words from the cross, among which is from today's gospel that we have on this, the Feast of Christ the King. Today, Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise. And those words are traditionally given, said, to the good thief, who we know to be Saint Dismas. Do you actually know that there is a church in Kingston, Ontario, here in Canada, for those of you who are not from Canada, that is called the Church of the Good Thief. And there's a very interesting connection between that parish and the nearby Kingston Penitentiary, that this church was itself constructed towards the end of the 19th century of local limestone that was cut, quarried, and transported to the site of the church by the local convicts from the penitentiary, hence beginning this very important spiritual relationship between the nearby parish of the Good Thief and the inmates in the Kingston Penitentiary. He was, in the words of the second reading, Paul's letter to the Colossians, he was the first to be rescued by our Father. St. Paul says that from the power of darkness, he was transferred into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption. And St. Dismas is a very important reminder to all of us that no one 
is beyond the reach of the mercy of God. For this special episode of Sipping on the Sabbath, I am using a St. Timothy's Parish coffee mug, in which I have made myself a very lovely cup of coffee. I hope you are able to enjoy some caffeinated beverage as we break open the scripture and see how the role of St. Dismas can really inspire and encourage us in our own spiritual life. St. Dismas is the patron saint of prisoners, especially those who are condemned to death. So how might his life inspire and encourage us to consider what's going on in our own life? Well, am I in any way living in prison? Physically, spiritually, emotionally, am I in any way dying? Physically, spiritually, emotionally, as a result of the choices that I have made in my own life. St. Dismas is also the patron saint of repentant thieves. Is there anything in my life that I have done or failed to do in thought, word, or deed that I have not yet repented of? Are there any amends towards people that I still have yet to make? Am I striving by the grace of God, cooperating with his inspiration, his mercy, to clean my side of the street? He's and also the patron saint of funeral directors. So shout out to my brother Alistair and his wife, my sister-in-law, uh, Catherine, and uh, their involvement in the funeral home ministry, uh, vocation. It's not a free advertisement for their business, but the truth of the matter is that every single one of us will eventually have a funeral director see us in all of our glory because every single one of us will one day die. So St. Dismas is for us an inspiration and an encouragement. And the eternal union with Jesus that he now enjoys is proclaimed within the context of the cross. It is the prerequisite for union with Jesus in eternity. The sanctifying grace that you and I are imbued with on the day of our baptism, because we're all children of Adam and Eve, we all share in the, the sin of our first parents. We have a darkened intellect, we have a weakened will, and we're under this condemnation of death. But Jesus, in dying on the cross, has justified us and will sanctify us with our cooperation. What did the good thief say to the bad thief as they both hung there on the cross? Do you have no fear of God, he said to him, since we are all under the same sentence of condemnation? Do you have no fear of God? Not a fear that the cowers in the corner, not a fear of trepidation, but this awesome awe that we have towards God, our Heavenly Father. Yes, we were under the sin and weight of condemnation, but Jesus, in dying on the cross, paid the price. And so Jesus is already saying to the good thief and to you and to me, today you will be with me in paradise. And it begins by each of us saying in all sincerity, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. The worldly 
what do they do? They do as others did in today's gospel. They scoff, they mock, they deride Jesus. They deride us for following Jesus. And instead, what they look for is power, influence, fashion, status, fame, as signs of majesty, as signs of royal authority, and royal power, kingship. And why do we have this, this gospel of the crucifixion on the feast of Christ the King? Why don't we have a gospel that talks about the power and the, the influence and the, the money, the palaces, the servants, the, the armies at Jesus' disposal? Because there are none. Jesus exercised his kingly authority and power in a life of service, a life of sacrifice. And he's teaching us this important example. You want to be part of my kingdom? Then it is all about making of ourselves a servant, dying to ourselves so that we can rise to a new life of service of God and service of others. Again, going back to what St. Paul said in our second reading, he's writing to the people of Colossae. In him all things in heaven and on earth were created, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. In him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church, that he might have first place in everything. Yet Jesus sacrificed, surrendered, turned over all of this. He made of himself a sacrifice. Not living in the shame of the cross, but embracing the cross, dying in our place so we can indeed have a share in his kingdom. I cannot overcome myself. I need a savior. We could not go back to God, and so God came to us. And while we were still sinners, St. Paul says, Jesus died in our place. He died to save us. Next Sunday, as I said earlier, we begin the season of Advent and a new liturgical year. It is in the season of Advent that we see how the insignificant become significant. The story of the birth of Jesus, of the small town of Bethlehem, the stable, the shepherds, the sheep, the powerless. The powerless are the first to hear the message of the arrival of the Messiah, the birth of Jesus. And today, on this feast of Christ the King, a repentant thief, a person of little social significance, is the first on that, on that day to taste the fruit of the cross. Today you will be with me in paradise, the first canonized saint. Jesus died on the cross so that he could have eternal life, he being Saint Dismas, and he died on the cross so we could have eternal life as well. And so what are some of the takeaways for us today. First, no one is beyond the reach of the mercy of God. 
no matter what we have done or have failed to do in thought, word, or deed. God's mercy is always there. Secondly, it is never too late to come back to the Lord. He doesn't have a stopwatch. He doesn't wear a watch. He doesn't have a cell phone seeing what time it is. He doesn't have a diary. He doesn't have a date book. The Lord just is. And when you and I hear and respond to his invitation to come back to him, we can say, as the good thief said, today, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom and hear him say, today, you'll be with me in paradise. No one is beyond the reach of God's mercy. It's never too late to return to the Lord. And finally, it is the Lord's will, his desire, his joy to welcome us into eternal life with himself. And he has paid the price. He's paid the admission price to heaven. And we ourselves, my dear friends, just accept that gift into our life, into our heart. Then begins the transformation and the change. The Holy Spirit breathing his life into us. And we discover and experience this change, this new life, this new joy, this new enthusiasm that we can have for life, even in the midst of difficulties, knowing that we have an eternal destiny. This too shall pass, and I can spend eternal life with the Lord Jesus. It's all gift. It's all gift. And St. Dismas was the first to experience this gift as he hung on the cross in true repentance for what he had done and he was forgiven and welcomed into paradise that single day. So, may the cry of St. Dismas be ours. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And may we too hear those truly consoling words. Today, you will be with me in paradise. And so let us pray. I found this prayer on the internet. It's prayer to St. Dismas. So I'll pray it on behalf of all of us. St. Dismas, you led a life full of such grievous crimes that you were condemned to die for them. But before your death, you repented of your sins and asked Jesus to remember you when he came into his kingdom. Please, St. Dismas, bring my petitions before Jesus who had mercy on you and who will have mercy on me. St. Dismas, pray for us. Okay, well, there we go. God bless you there. I'm going to continue to have my coffee in my St. Timothy's Parish mug as I continue to enjoy my time here in Toronto, benefiting from the hospitality of the brothers. Let's continue to pray for each other. Thank you again for your ongoing support. Remember that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.